Well, if you're hearing that song, you know what time it is. And if you don't, I'm very sorry. That was the Tugboat's Terrible Texas Tremunctuous Trip Tour theme song. Just uh, the, 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 the breaths. I think there was six T's in there. That's just, a five T theme. I, I almost felt out of breath just listening to it over here. Yeah, it's not. It hasn't gotten better. The newer ones are worse. But uh, it's the tugboat. Hello, conversations. And the chef. Um, we last talked to you about eight months ago. After our tumultuous, terrible, tumultuous, I can't say that word, tumultuous. How many R's are in tumultuous? (laughs) One. At least two, right? (laughs) Tumultuous? No. Anyways. um, So we're back again. We have some more installments from a Texas tour trip. Because the chef and the tugboat went back to get their quote-unquote revenge on Texas. Yeah. Not going to let it get the best of me. Nope, we were never, not. I've never let a state get the get best it. of me. It's not going to be Texas. Uh, I let Wyoming maybe get the best of me. I feel like Georgia was close. Yeah. But luckily we went to that IHOP that had a whole bunch of police cars and fire engines yeah. to yeah. really save the day. So Big Willie. I also learned from comedian Pete Holmes, if you're in a sketchy neighborhood in Atlanta, just Google... Barnes and Noble, because he felt that that would be a good neighborhood. It's probably probably true. I think it worked out for him. So he picked a hotel beside a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Texas, Texas. So much like the last tour, one of these dogs farted, or worse. <laughs> we have a couple of visitors in our quote-unquote studio today, uh, and one of them just just burned one. It is bad. It's serious. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, back but to we're, Texas. Uh, we're going to talk to you much like we did last time in an installment format, uh, day by day, hopefully, maybe a couple of days combined if there were lower activity, but uh, we're going to tell you about our trip to Texas. So it started off pretty, in- and we're just right into it, so it started off pretty interesting. Interesting is a good word. If you haven't listened, if you don't know the whole backstory or you're jumping in here weirdly at this time, shoot back uh, to the episodes. I think they start at the end of March and go through April and May, released in a uh, weekly time interval. Um, Let's just say, for those of you that haven't gone back yet, because we've only got you right now. And because you don't listen. We ended that trip with no passports. Yes. And let me just say, we started this trip... With only one passport between us. <laughs> so, interesting is an apt description. So, I guess, before we even get there... So, in the pre-stages of the first trip, there was emails flying back and forth with suggestions. There was a polling of friends and family to ask, you know, what should we see when we're in Texas? Blah, blah, blah. This trip... There was none of that. Uh, I think the chef called me at like 10 o'clock the night before we left and said, "Um, so we like, do we have a list of things to do? (laughs) And I previously sent him an email, which we did not look at the previous trip's email of 
things to do or things we may have missed. Just made up a whole new list. So we didn't get it on the first time. Just ain't getting it, baby. But, uh, yeah, so little planning and uh, very little effort. Like, I think we booked the trip. But we did book it way in advance, like two months. Yeah, yeah. We were. Good, we got a good deal at pretty, some pretty point. Pretty far out. So we're like, well, we're doing it. The, the flights are booked. It has to happen, which was good because we might have backed out or something. But, uh, yeah, so we had all that figured out. So I get a call from the chef the night before being like, okay, okay, come to my house, pick me up at this time, and we'll go to the airport. And I was pretty suspicious <laughs> off the hop because, you know, the chef is a guy that likes to leave with minutes to spare. Like, he plans out, okay, it's going to take me this long to get to the airport. I need this long for security. So I only need to give myself two extra minutes just in case. Versus the tugboat. Who likes to show up for the airport three and a half hours early for a domestic flight? <laughs> so we uh, he he's leaning the tugboat way, and we're we're leaving pretty early. We had talked about getting like breakfast way too. way early. Yeah, we talked yeah. about grabbing some breakfast. Like sit at the gate for ninety minutes early. Yes, at least. Which we'll get to that ninety-minute number in a little bit, but uh, so. I show up, uh, I get a call, I talk to him in the morning, actually some texts, it was like 6 o'clock in the morning, he's like, I can't sleep, I'm too excited, let's do this, how about you just come early and we'll get breakfast, and I said, yeah, I'm awake too, yeah, so I go over there, I get there, I'm pretty pumped, I had done most of my packing the night before, a little bit in the morning, you know how it is, the last couple of things, but then you go through that checklist of like, okay, I've got this many pairs of socks, I've got this underwear, I've got my toiletries, my passports in here. I've got shirts. I've got, you know, a hat. I've got a sweater if it gets cold. It's covered. I got it. And then me, 20 minutes before that, was going through the, the same checklist through my mind. I was packing everything that morning. Okay, I've got my shirts. I've got, got my sunglasses, Check. a toothbrush. Check. Uh, you know, I, I kind of went through everything. I got to, oh, I better just grab my passport. And I had it handy because I, I had just gotten back from a trip the previous week. And it was still in my passport holder that I was using and doubling as a wallet for the time being. Uh, and it was nowhere to be found. Ruh -roh. Passport, credit cards, identification. Those are fairly important things Reasonably, Yeah, reasonably important. Well, I was, the credit cards, you could have paid for everything. Yeah. That was on the table. Sure, whatever. <laughs> but the passport is a pretty critical piece of uh, information you need to have. So this is 20 minutes before the tugboat's about to arrive, and it's safe to say I'm freaking out. Like... Have flipped the entire house upside down. Flipped yes. the mattress, ripped all the sheets off the bed, ripped everything. Every like sitting there retracing my steps. When was the last time I used my passport? Well, I got a bit drunk in Guelph and Ubered home. Uh, I paid for my bill in Guelph, so I remember that. And then there's the Uber that was two days ago. So I start freaking out. It's in some random Uber van that. I drunkenly took they home. They stole it. They sold it. Something. I, I don't know. Whatever they do with passports these days, especially ones so brand new and crisp, you got to assume they've got they're good pretty, security on those these days. That I you hope can't so. just. They're like, they're like we'll electronic and everything. people in Texas that robbed us the first time. Fair enough. So I get there. 
I come in, you know, PIMP detective agency rolls up and chef starts like, okay, I know I paid my bill. Okay, where did you have it after that? It's like when you lose something as a child and your mom is trying to like ask you all these questions, you're just trying to look for it and you're like, shut up. The tugboat's like, okay, logically, it can only be in one of these places. So it's either in the Uber or on the ground outside of the bar or here or there. So we start eliminating places that it could be. And he somehow got in touch with the Uber driver yeah, on a Sunday at, morning. Sunday morning at like 7 a.m. I don't the Uber driver just answered. And he was wide awake as well. Yeah, well, that's... No, it was like nine, nine or ten. By was then. it? Oh, okay, it was, it was probably me. Yeah. yeah he should have been up anyways. Yeah. Well, he was driving Uber at three o'clock in the morning two nights before. So two, two nights before. <laughs> uh, he could have been getting up for church. Who knows? Yeah, you don't know. Um, so gets a hold of him. He oh, doesn't have it now. I clean, never seen I, it. I clean my car every day. Yeah, bullshit. You clean your yeah. car every day. Maybe he does. Pulling out loose change, teeth. I don't know what people put in Ubers. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. So that's a whole thing. So uh, that was scratched off. Not that, I, not that I not that I believed him, but scratched off. Okay. Yeah. Investigated as far as far as I could. Call but, the bar. What happens? The bar couldn't get a hold of anyone first couple of times. Then they I finally get an answer and oh we'll look for it. Nothing's been turned in. Well, that's not super helpful. <laughs> so I'm outside kicking the leaves in the uh, because no one had picked up leaves on the leaf collection day on the side of the road. So I'm kicking through the piles of wet leaves. I'm tearing through his car, like looking under the seats. I found some Starbucks tabs and one pen. That was it. So the only at first I had ruled it as totally not possible to be there because I didn't bring my wallet with me the day before. I went and helped out at a place that I had previously worked. It's a country club. It's it's a yeah sure a country club. I went to go help out there and uh, I just packed I packed the things I needed for work: some shoes, some pants, uh, you know, just the necessities, and then kind of left. But don't Not remember your passport. Don't don't remember packing my wallet, which also contained my passport. But it's literally the only place that we haven't looked. And this is all the way in Guelph. So this is a half hour away. And I, I'm at the point where I'm freaking out. It's the only place. I could go and look at the bar myself. Thought about doing that. I said, let's just go to Guelph. I guess the thing I didn't understand also at the time was, why couldn't we call the country club? Because there's no one there. I don't know anyone yeah. there anymore. And then Chef, the chef, Chef. The other chef. The other chef. Uh, it didn't show up till like 11 o'clock, which would have been too late for us anyway. So if you would have like, said, yeah, look it's here. It's like, I used to be a legend there. Okay, here we go. I was a legend. Anyways. And and now I'm just spoke so, spoke of in, in hush corners and weird parts of the kitchen. Reverent terms. <laughs> but he, he couldn't call them and say, can you go and find my wallet? Because he didn't know anyone or trust anyone. So it could have been like, well, we found an empty wallet with nothing in it. Yeah. Is this yours? And, and like, the change rooms are really weird. and. Anyways, so, so, so we, we, the, have the best. To, we have to go and look for this wallet half an hour away. So 
We get in. So again, we still had tons of time. Oh, yeah. We could have went there and come back to the house, and likely that was going and to have to be the case. Made it and still made it. In classic previous trip fashion. <laughs> so, what, uh, so we go, and it's a pretty silent ride. It was it pretty is, uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah. Where I'm quietly cycling through, okay, if we don't find his passport here, what do we do? Do we push the flight a day? Do I go to Texas by myself, which would probably would have been problematic since everything was booked and paid for in the chef's name? How do we get around this little snafu? Where I'm sitting on the other side, not saying anything. Better be there, better be there, better be there, better be there. <laughs> Just, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, freaking out. And it was very similar to, as we've described, the the tenseness of the drive. There wasn't the, like, from Dallas. panic in there, the driving, though. Yeah, they, there wasn't panic in the in the physical driving Just of the vehicle. The Just the stress of it, of that that wild ride from Dallas to San Antonio from the last Texas trip. So it's like history repeating itself in this moment, which is awesome. So we get there, we drive over to where your car was parked to look and see somehow maybe it fell out while you were getting in your car. No. Nothing. So I drop him at the door, and I'm sitting there being like, this is it, moment of truth. And the door bursts open, and the chef has his, his passport in his hand. passport above his head. Good to go. Yelling. Like, yelling. And I was, yes! <laughs> F yes! Yeah, there's a couple of heel, kick, heel kicks, or at least yeah, jumps, like one of those throw your fist up in the air jumps. There was, Almost like you know, if I was on hockey skates, but I wasn't on hockey skates. You would never jump like that on skates. You'd fall and break your back or something. But the moral of the story is a lot of celebration, whereas the tugboat is sitting in the truck thinking, oh, good, he found it. <laughs> <laughs> With that level of enthusiasm. Um, so we look at the time, we're like, well, we weren't really supposed to leave until now, so we still have time. And that was leaving factoring in a lot of spare time spare time and so, and we were factoring breakfast still so maybe we should get some breakfast somewhere so we after a quick debate we decided to go to angels like old times where we used to be regulars and so for those of you that don't know or don't care. we we were regulars at one point and it really took it, it two months eh, yeah of going three times a week three to five times a week it yeah. was pretty regular and, and we would we would make a point of always trying to sit in basically the same section and then have the same server and then it got to the point where one day she just came and dropped off our coffees and his water and, and then, then walked away and walked away anything. and then our breakfast showed up without us saying anything and we high-fived and then we didn't go back after that. No, we went back a couple, well, like, two more times. <laughs> but not like five hey, days a week like we were. Goal like, mission accomplished. <laughs> you don't need to you don't need to dwell on it. So we were we were I'm gonna say regulars for a moment, which was pretty great. It was fantastic. Uh, so Angels and Angels was uh, just as good as I always remembered. There was yeah, no they, lineup. We walked right in, so got right missed, in. There was a there was a lull in the middle between our regular status and when we went before the trip. Where I went a couple of times and the quality was not mm. good, so I, I'm happy to say that it's back on back on track. At least that that particular moment, that day, yeah, that yeah. hour that we were there. 
So we drove to the airport without incident. We get parked clean and uh, get to the terminal. And if you remember from the last one, Big Shot uh, Chef over here has got status. So we have access to the Plaza Premium Lounge. And priority check-in. That was, that priority was good. Priority check-in was pretty neat, yeah, too. Yeah, priority bag check. That was pretty great. So we just walked, skipped the line of 200 people and just walked up to an empty thing and said, yep, here's his two bags. Bye now. Uh, got our boarding passes printed on crisp, thick cardstock, which is fancy. Just their, their regular cardstock. It wasn't super, super fancy. It's only for priority people, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, security was a breeze. Security was getting my, probably so getting my, my shoes off for probably the toughest part of security. Mine was putting them back on. <laughs> and then uh, we get to the lounge. And uh, not the not the lounge we were in last time. No, no, they were uh, renovating, th- renovating the other lounge. So we were in a temporary lounge, which was like... Which was just a box made at a gate. It's like they put up <laughs> higher than normal cubicle walls. That was exactly it. Like soundproofing cubicle walls at a gate. Yeah. And just and closed it in on three no, sides with no the bathroom. door. No bathroom. But it did have a fully stocked beer fridge. Which we drank a couple of whiskeys. And a fully stocked bowl of cream puffs. Yep. And had some cream puffs and beer at uh, 11 a.m. in our preparation for our flight. Yeah. So we sat, we sat for a good hour. Yeah, I arguably had one more beer than I probably should have because as soon as we got on the flight, I needed to use the washroom. Yeah, I stopped after two because I said, ooh, it's a four-hour flight. I don't want to have to get up and pee a lot during the flight. I hope to just pee before. Nah. So I stopped about an hour before we boarded. Hero chef over here just was like, just celebrate. was free I'm and so- I was thirsty. <laughs> I must have had me about 15 Coors Banquets. <laughs> And celebrated the fact that I had a passport and yeah, we got guess, through all that. I guess there's that. And I actually made it because there was points. I thought this trip wasn't going to happen for me. <laughs> so we got on, um, and the flight was super empty. So Chef was like, "Can I, can I, can I just sit over here?" And the lady was like, "Of course, dear." So he went and sat like, way away from me in the row in front. Um, so we both had our own row of two seats, so you can't really lie down, but it was pretty comfortable. We were already in good seats because we picked them way in advance and probably paid for them. And then uh, I had some issues with my screen on the flight, which I showed you on the way back because we got the same plane in the exact same seat. <laughs> so when you when you press the screen, the arrow is like two inches away from you, down and to the right. Like the cursor. The little cursor. So I have to be pressing like the very top corner of the screen to get it to do something in the middle, which is a fun, like, skill-testing game. But when you just want to watch a movie, uh, not, not as fun. But then once we got to, like, our cruising altitude, it worked perfectly. So either way, I, I forget. I watched uh, on the way there... The Mission Impossible movie, the new one with Tom Cruise. Yeah, Fallout. And then I watched the first half an hour or so of Ocean's 8. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you what I watched. Yeah. I don't think I've, I've watched basically I don't think everything. you watched... Can we, can we talk about Bird Box yet, though? No. Everyone's talking about well, Bird Box. On the we, I don't know, but we should probably we'll fit it end. in there. Wait to the end. <laughs> um, 
Pretty sure you put on a movie, but then just passed out. Uh, no, no, I ordered. Uh, I ordered a glass of wine. I, I wasn't renting a, a car. Train, keeping the train going. <laughs> yeah, I was renting a car that day. We were gonna Uber downtown, so I didn't have to worry about driving. You so had food too, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those of you that don't know the little tricks of the flight, I've flown a couple of flights yeah, in important. the last two years. Uh, so an important thing to know is if you're sitting close to the business class or first class, you can ask for, uh, first class hot meals. So if they've got any extra left over, you get a hot meal for, uh, it's like eight bucks or something like that, which is better than the sandwiches pretty for $12. Yeah. Pretty reasonable for a hot meal. So I had some mac and cheese and then you can also ask for, Rather than, you know, you can get cans of beer and stuff like that and pay for them. If you order wine, they give you, like, these little shitty bottles. Little shooters. You, you can ask for a glass of the red or white from first class. Don't you just say the premium red? Uh, oh, you can say, yeah, the premium first class red or yeah. whatever you want. Um, but you'll get, as long as you're not, like... A dick about it. A dick and say, oh, yeah, dude, do you have any, what kind is it? And it's red what, or, red or white. vintage? Red or white. And you get a a seriously generous pour. It's probably, they give you a glass and they yeah, fill first the. First class portion. Yeah, they fill the glass. It was probably 10 ounces of wine oh. for like seven bucks. It is the best deal ever. Props to uh, my boss, Dean Campbell, for teaching me that one. That uh, has come in handy many of times since then. But it's really the bang for your buck. A, it's better quality. B, you get a lot more of it. You get a lot more of it uh, for the same price. So try that next time you're out there. So... Have a, yeah, you definitely fell asleep because you I ate definitely, this heavy I, I hot felt, meal, and then and then I fell asleep with a glass of wine in my hand classic. beside me. Even <laughs> even more awesome. So we landed, we landed in Austin this time, and uh, you know, much like the Dallas airport, just one super long terminal. So we went for like a freaking quarter mile walk, probably a half a mile. We get to our bags because we're priority. Ours are supposed to be first ones off. And uh, I think they were, but the, pretty close. the one thing that wasn't priority was the internet. So we couldn't couldn't get on the crappy airport internet. Like to, worst internet ever in an airport. Like bring your own next time. Byoi guys. So we couldn't get the Uber. So we're like, ah, let's just take a cab. So that's <laughs> how we talk in Texas now. So we uh, we got went. For another long walk. Yeah, it turns out the the cabs have to. It's a get walk off the airport big. premises, basically. <laughs> Two hundred yeah. years to get to the cab. They're place. like uh, they're in the fifth parking garage away. You just keep on walking. So you're gonna walk through three parking garages and think I've gone too far. There's just two more parking garages to walk through, <laughs> and then make a right, left, right, left, and then you're there. And like, excuse me. So we and that was like yeah that was that was the airport cabs like yeah that's how you get ground transportation in Austin so we did it we got in with this delightful very friendly and uh, cologne car smelling Moroccan cabbie yeah. who was telling us the right time of year to go to Morocco and spend time so that might be our next trip so we in, we indulged and we're like oh yeah oh okay well that's summer oh it's too hot oh I I get it. Winter is a nice time to go to Morocco. Except for the beaches. Unless you're into the beaches, then... Yeah. You, you, but yeah. if you want to travel around... Anyway, the whole thing. 
and uh, and he all the one useful piece of information he gave would, was that he told us it was the tourism dead time when we were there and we're like oh so the opposite of when we were here last yeah the old south by southwest uh day one, day one. right in the heart of it is yeah. where we were too yeah. so anyway we get get this cabbie drops us off and i think it was in the morning or maybe once we landed i don't know you were getting text messages from the manager of the hotel welcoming you i'm like what what is this like yeah that was cool you have some kind of like I know you have your points club or whatever your gold member at this hotel, but this is outrageous. Like him yeah. being like, I'm really excited that you're going to be arriving today. <laughs> You've never met this guy. Yeah, he was he was pretty pumped up and just confirming what you know what time we were getting in and yeah, looking you know, forward just to making sure him. we've got we got you in a double queen room. Is is that a double queen suite? Is that good for you? Yeah, yeah, good. Cool. Are you okay with this awesome room? Oh, I guess. And then, like, I was freaked out because uh, some guy just opens the door, and I'm like, whoa, buddy, like, I can uh, get out of the cab myself here, bud. And he's, like, trying to take my bag. I'm like, oh, we're getting robbed already? <laughs> so it's super VIP feel to it. We go in. We're also staying, like, the most downtown. Like yeah, the we were, most. yeah, we were like a stone's throw from we the were, capital. We were one, yeah, and then we were one block away from like the busiest, greasiest street that we'll talk about at nauseum. But um, yeah, so we get to the hotel, drop our stuff off. We're not getting a car, so priority one is let's get some food into us because uh, some of us didn't some, eat on the plane and some and some drinks into us. Drinks. Um, so yeah, good times. Get the, room, the room looked good though when we got there. Yeah, great, great bakery. The hotel was weird though because it was split. It was it was two hotels in one, and it, they're two hotels both owned by the same company, A Loft and Element. Element. And you would think it would be split like, okay, floors one to X is this hotel, X to Y is the other hotel. Nope. Split vertically. <laughs> so you turn left off the elevator, you're in one hotel. You turn right, you're in a different hotel. And that was like every single, like the room levels. Like you turn left, and these are the A-loft rooms, and you turn right, and every these are the floor. It was <laughs> Lobbies were, hotel lobbies were on different floors. They're like in-house, like bakery breakfast thing are on different floors. You're like, what is going on here? Yeah, that was super interesting. But they had what looked to be a really cool bar that we didn't go to. No, we did not. And then a really cool bakery, which we also, also didn't go, did not go, go to. to. But we're super into the idea of them. But the, the, the little breakfast nook, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But that was, uh, it was pretty sweet. So then we uh, we figured we should get out there, been on a plane, we should go and walk around and find something to eat. Yeah, so we freshened up in that we just put our bags down and then hit the streets. So we get about two blocks, we get to a place called Cooper's Barbecue Pit. And this was on, was this on a list? On Commerce. Yeah, no, so, but on a list? No. Was this, no, this was a... No, we're just like, well, these guys serve barbecue, this is the first one we came to. Boom, right in there. And uh, super confusing. Uh, it's cafeteria style, but it's at the back. So you walk in the door and there's this huge like U-shaped bar. And like, I thought it was barbecue. And then the guy's like, if you're looking for food, go to the back. If you're looking for drinks, come here. So we went there. And then we watched him do that same speech 
to every single person that the, walked in. And it's like, it was a lot. Like, this guy was more than just a bartender. He was actually, he was, he was more of a traffic director than he was a bartender. Yeah, it was weird. He was good at the bartending, but, uh, yeah, his, his main job was to point people to the food. So I sat down, we got some drinks. Chef was like, do you trust me? And I'm like, oh, no. Thinking about the blacks and how, like, devastating that was to our insides. And I'm like, yeah, do it. Just be careful. So he went to order the food, and he comes back with this, like, wrapped package of butcher paper. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is in this? It's, it's like the size of a football. And uh, <laughs> It was. And he unwraps. I'm pretty sure it's on his Instagram, but... He unwraps it, and there's, like, a half pound of everything. I'm like, ah, oh, he did it again, but it wasn't as bad. Um, and the great place about this, uh, great thing about this Cooper's Barbecue Pit, so you pay per the pound for everything, which is pretty normal, uh, but you don't get any plates. So it's a go-in cafeteria oh, style. Like, you go in, you get your stuff. They wrap it all in meat paper, and you take this big football of meat paper to wherever you're sitting. your arm. And, and they give you two placemats. Which, which are, are kind of just like, like coated paper, paper. Coated paper. Yeah. And you grab knives. And there's like bread and pickles you go help yourself to. And then you just... There's no plates. So you just lay the paper down on top of the bar top. And then open up your thing of meat. And then eat off the paper. It was pretty ingenious actually. Well, it saves on all that dishwashing and nonsense like that. And I was just, worried. I was worried it was going to totally cut through the paper. I hundred percent did. And I totally I, didn't. I put a whole bunch of they and then they had regular. How aggressively do you cut? Well, I was trying to hack through the sausage. I'm telling you, I went too deep, and then uh, it's not something he's heard before. <laughs> I put some paper towel underneath of the thing to soak up any errant juices, and there was none. So. I think it, like, resealed. But anyways, we had a delicious and filling barbecued supper with, uh, I don't know, I think I had four or five pints of beer. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I was, was, I was You were probably five, I was at four, you were getting caught up. And then we were watching the football game as well. Steelers because, game. Yeah, there's game. nothing like football in America on a Sunday. So, we, yeah, we had a good time. People are yelling at the TV and stuff, and we're like, yeah, this is America. And uh, when that was done, our next plan was to return to Voodoo Donut, because that is the start of the end of the last trip. So, well, not the end of the last trip, but, no, the, end, but the, where the, trip, the end of fun. Where the, yeah, the end of the fun of the last trip. And really, it's it was smoked meat, yeah. then Voodoo Donuts. Well, it was really moonshine grill, then meat, yeah. then donuts, then disappointment, yeah. and devastation. Yeah, and then moonshine grill for some people again. Or diarrhea. <laughs> so voodoo donuts. So we said we're gonna go do that again. We're gonna retrace our steps back to that same parking lot, redo the last couple of things that we had done that day when the fun had stopped. And just pick up where and we just left pick off. Up. Yeah, just and so good to go. We had our barbecue, and then we went to Voodoo Donut. Um, we spent some time. There was a little bit of a line, so we spent some time looking at the menu, like really concentrating, picking our donuts. Yeah. I got the old Dirty Bastard, which is Oreo chunks and peanut butter on top of a delicious donut. And Chef here was like, I'm going to get the Homer donut, which is like a strawberry glaze. Yeah, strawberry sprinkles. glaze with sprinkles. Like the classic Simpsons donut. 
I was, and, I uh, was pretty. I was my heart set on it, and it was pretty big too. It was like yeah. a pretty big yeast donut. And the guy two in front of us got the last one. The guy, no, the guy in front of us. Oh, that's this so much little worse. Filipino bastard. He's like, oh, Asian. These guys Pacific behind me have been Asian. talking about the Homer for the last five minutes, so I'll try that. And they're like, oh, last one. And disappointment. I'm like, oh, here we go. This this voodoo donut is the real curse. It's the yeah. real place where we went wrong. But anyways, he got the voodoo donut. There's pictures on the, the internet of it. The voodoo doll donut, yeah, oh. which is a it looked a little terrifying. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. It, it was a donut made to look like chocolate. a voodoo dog voodoo yeah, doll with I a think it's their logo with a pretzel stuck into it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. So we mowed those. Then we walked down to the fabled parking lot. I'm telling it in the actual order, not the order we presented yeah, yeah, it in. Exactly. But we went to the lot, we walked to the exact spot yeah. where it happened. This, the for for your for your reference, this attended lot. Yeah. Where there was no one there. <laughs> and it looked so weird empty. But yeah. we walked in there and near this tree that's in the middle of it. There's a bunch of broken glass all over. Like, you can see mixed into the gravel with the way the light shines. There's a lot of glass in there, and you're like, huh, that's probably our glass. Some of some of our glass is right in there. Probably a hundred other people's attended lot glass also. But So we did that. I think there was a picture taken. We walked around a little bit. We reminisced about there's where that sweater was over the fence, and that's where the greasy homeless guy was. And then we decided to go to the Moonshine Grill, um, which was really busy. Well, like was probably the busiest place we, we yeah, went to or saw that. Really busy for yeah. a Sunday night. Yeah. Um, so we ended up having to go to the, like, the little back cottage again, which was fine by us. Same place we drank beers last time. And whiskey with the... Random... The event coordinator's boyfriend. Jared? No. Oh, I have no idea what his name was. I forget. That's probably... I just remember it's... the Bell Mead whiskey that he was made us drink. So... We, uh, yeah, went back there. We ended up and sitting to say, in was, the fireplace. You were probably almost wearing exactly the le- the same thing the last time we were there. You oh, still I had the Blue Jays hat on because that's how we recognized you. Yeah, I was wearing shorts, though. Mm, yeah. Because uh, my jeans were getting stolen. <laughs> but uh, we sat, there was no tables, so we just pulled up two stools in front of the fireplace. <laughs> and it was already like 90 degrees in that room. So we're just starting to starting to get a little warm, and then eventually a table opened up, and then uh, while we were sitting on these stools, basically at another couple's table while they were finishing their <laughs> meal, uh, they started asking us about uh, I don't know. They told us about this one appetizer. Like, you got to try it. It's the greatest thing ever. I think they might have been half cut. Yeah, they were. Night. They were definitely cut. So we got our our redemption that day. Yeah, and a couple of Shiner Box. For a those of, of you that are uh, that haven't experienced a Shiner Box, probably the greatest beer you can get in Texas. That's chef's go-to. Yeah. If there's a whole bunch of beer and it's unclear what you should order, it's just default to Shiner Box. So good. So crisp. So we, we did that, and then uh, we walked back to the hotel and had a somewhat early night um, in that, I think it was like 10 or 11. Probably, yeah. So... Shut it down and looked forward to the next day. So I think, well, we're definitely going to call this one an episode. But uh, that's... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> 35 minutes? That's pretty good. 
for a half was a day. That, is that? Oh, I did just guess thirty-five minutes. That's yeah, it's weird. Thirty-six actually, but uh, well, it might be once I edit it, it might turn into a different time. So we should never talk about that. But um, yeah, so that was day one of Texas Take Two Tumultuous Terror Tour through Texas to with the tugboat. Tumultuous down for you, so you can I'm write it in all capital letters <laughs> in the show notes. But uh, yeah, so stay tuned for day two.